If you want to know what is really happening in the world today, you need to read the Parsha HaShavua, the weekly Torah reading. Join Rabbi Mendel Lipska for the next hour as he delves and enumerates the themes running through the weekly Torah Parsha, only on 101.9 High FM. And a wonderful Erev Shabbos all of you. Great Shabbos, a great Erev Shabbos. Because as we continue to unpack the first parashiot of the book of Bereshit, the book of Genesis, we are more and more impressed with the great individuals that we meet, that we encounter. Starting, of course, with the story of creation on the very first parsha, and then on to Noach, the story of the great flood. And now in Lech Lecha, we meet Avraham, the first of the patriarchs, the father of the Jewish people, Avraham Avinu, the giant who started the Jewish people. But it's not only that, because we were introduced to Avraham at the end of last week's parsha. But this week's parsha, we begin to understand who Avraham is, what his accomplishments were, and what he in fact is yet to do as the great father of the Jewish people. Parshish Lech Lecha begins with God speaking to Abraham and telling him, Lech Lecha, your journey is about to begin, the world is about to change. And immediately we recognize an incredible difference between the life of Abraham and the life of Noah. Both of them, had great challenges. Both of them were living in a world that didn't agree with the concept of God and godliness. Noah was put into an ark, into a secure place. Yes, he had to stay there for almost a year, locked away. But he was protected from the harsh reality of what the flood did to the world. He didn't have to encounter the world. The time that it took for him to build the ark, he was protected as well. He didn't encounter the world He wasn't asked to change the world. All he had to do was to defend himself, protect himself and his family, build the ark to ensure that when the time came, he was able to enter that miraculous safe space and to come out and rebuild the world. With Abraham, it was altogether different. Abraham lived in a harsh reality as well, an idolatrous world a world where godliness was not accepted. His own father, his own father was not only a manufacturer of idols, but a worshiper. He was a priest who worshipped idols. Nimrod, the great king, wanted to destroy Abraham because Abraham preached monotheism, the concept of one God. What Abraham did is not hide away. He engaged with the world. He encountered the world. He was asked not only to protect himself and his family, he was asked to involve himself in the world and to transform the world, to change the world. This is precisely what he did. And many listened, many followed, many were impressed by the words of decency and goodness that he preached. Many understood that what he was saying is that there is a master to this world. There is an owner. There is one who directs the world and gives instruction to those who live in this world. He walked around and massed a huge number of people who followed him and listened to him. At the age of 75, he was recognized as the great spiritual leader that he was. What does God say to him? Lech Lecha. Your great journey is about to begin. 
What you've accomplished up to now is immense. It's great. You've done enormous things. You had the courage, the bravery to engage with the world, to enter the world, to transform the world, and look what you have accomplished materially and spiritually. Abraham at this point was an exceptionally wealthy man. He had followers from every walk of life. What does Hashem say to him? Lech lecha. Leave your land. Leave your birthplace. Leave your father's home. And go to a place, to a land that I will show you. A yet unidentified land. Your journey is about to begin. It's important to note that the name of this week's Parsha is Lech Lecha. What does Lech Lecha mean? Movement, change, transformation. What is the name of last week's Parsha? Noah. What does Noah mean? Comfort, relaxation, ease. Yes, as I said before, Noah had great challenges. He lived in a world of tremendous immorality and vulgarity. He lived in a world that no longer deserved to continue. God, unfortunately, decided to destroy that world. And it had to be rebuilt. But the name of the Parsha is Noah, and as our commentaries point out, Noah means that he did bring a degree of comfort to God, a degree of comfort to the world. Abraham was an altogether different type of person, engages the world, changes the world. His parsha is Lech Lecha, indicating movement, change, transformation. There is no rest. There's no sitting back. There's no going into a locked, safe space, an ark. He has to leave his place of comfort. He has to leave his land, his birthplace, his father's home. He has to go into un chartered territory. He has to go into a courageous journey. A journey that will be, well, as we'll soon hear, it'll be a journey that is beset with tremendous challenge and difficulty. Beyond, beyond the imagination. But this is what Avraham does. Because Avraham is the forerunner to the great journey of the Jewish people. Not only a journey of going from one geographic point to another geographic point, but often going to a place that we haven't seen, to the place that I will yet show you, going to a place that we haven't been told about. Not because it's a secret, but because the destination is so great, it's so immense, it's so powerful, that at this point it cannot be described. The journey itself prepares us to hear the proper description of what the destination is all about. And this is why as we open up the third Parsha in the book of Genesis, in the book of Horatius, there is so much excitement. The excitement of movement, the excitement of change. Yes, the punishment of the flood, the change of the flood, the transformation of flood has already been taking place. Now we focus on an entirely different type of activity. An activity that is far more personal because we relate to the story of Avraham because the Avraham story is the story of our own lives. More of that soon. This is the Pasha HaShavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska only on 101.9 High FM. Let's listen into what God says to Abraham as he sends him along to this great journey. He says, I'll make you into a great nation. 
I will bless you. I will make your name great. You will be a source of blessing. Those who bless you will in turn be blessed. Those who curse you will in turn be cursed. Indeed, all the families of the world will be blessed because of you. Abraham goes and he takes everything with him. He takes, at this age, he's 75 years old. Whatever he's amassed, his great fortune, he takes with his wife, Sarah, his nephew, Lot, and all the people that he influenced, all the thousands, tens of thousands, in Haran and beyond. And off they go to the land of Canaan. What a wonderful send-off. Not only does God give him these incredible blessings, that you will be a great nation. God himself says, I guarantee that you will become great. You will be the source of blessing. The nations of the world will be blessed because of you. Indeed, anyone who blesses you will in turn be blessed. Anyone who curses you will be cursed. Everything, whatever he accomplished, goes with him. It's a symbol of absolute miraculous greatness. But what happens? They come to the land of Canaan. He builds a huge tent, gives thanksgiving to God. And a terrible famine breaks out into the land. And he is forced to descend to the land of Mitzrayim, the land of Egypt, a vulgar, immoral place. A place where his wife is abducted and taken hostage by Pharaoh himself. God just promised them these incredible blessings of greatness, blessings of blessing. And as he makes his first step, what he encounters is anything but blessing. And as we go through the Parsha, one story after the other story is anything but a blessing. There comes a point where he has to part company with his nephew Lot. Both are hugely wealthy. Both have huge flocks and herds. But Lot's shepherds aren't the most honest people. And Abraham says, I cannot continue traveling with you because we don't share the same ethical values and morals. You go whichever way you want to go. I'll go the other way. You want to go to the left? I'll go to the right. You want to go to the right? I'll go to the left. This must have been a huge emotional challenge to Abraham. This was his nephew. This was his family. And yet because of this incredible conflict of ethical values, they had to part company. And soon thereafter, the great war of the kings, the four and the five, into which Abraham is dragged in order to save his nephew Lot. And then, of course, God tells him that he will yet be a great nation. And Abraham asks God, how do I know this will happen? And the terrible darkness that envelops Abraham and Hashem tells him that, in fact, his children will go into a place, a land that's not their own in the future. The story of the slavery, enslavement in Egypt, where they will for hundreds of years be enslaved to this terrible people and this terrible king. What's this Parsha really all about? Here we're talking about blessing upon blessing. Here we're talking about God taking this man who brought 
the message of monotheism to the world. Here is a man who brought the word of God to the world. Unlike Noah, who had to be protected and hidden in a safe area, here is a man who engages the world. He changes the lives of tens of thousands of people. He is a symbol of God's message to the world, and God blesses him, rewards him by telling him, you will be blessed, leave this place, go to the land that I will show you. And every single episode in this Parsha talks to us about huge obstacles and anything but blessing, challenge after challenge after challenge. What is this all about? The words at the very beginning of this week's Parsha gives us insights into what's actually happening. How does the Parsha begin? What does God tell Avram? He doesn't say lech go. He says lech lecha. Go into yourself. There are different type of journeys in life. You know, a journey of a holiday, pleasurable. You go from here to there. Simple journeys, geographic journeys, sometimes adventurous, dangerous journeys. The great adventurers of the world. Those who, well, crossed great oceans, crossed great mountains, put themselves at great risk. The frontiersmen, those who, well, basically went round the world. Huge, huge challenges accomplished great things. The single most difficult journey in life is not the one who crosses the great seas or climbs the great mountains or goes to the most distant points on earth, or perhaps even beyond earth. The single most difficult journey in life is the journey into self. The journey into self takes tremendous, tremendous courage. It takes tremendous, tremendous honesty. It takes the ability of looking at yourself and recognizing what is of value and should be enhanced, and what is not of value and should be rejected. Going into yourself, this is what God tells Abraham. This is the message I want you to tell your children. Your children are having this experience. Ultimately, this is what they have to do. Yes, they will cover every centimeter of the world, ultimately. They will go from place to place to place. They will have challenge upon challenge, but the ultimate journey that they have to do is the journey into self. Because that journey takes the greatest courage. That journey takes the greatest strength. This is what Abraham is being taught. There's a certain maturity in recognizing the necessity for challenge. Challenge makes us grow. Some people run from challenge. Some people, well, they're afraid of challenge. Some people thrive on challenge. The truly, the truly mature individual understands that the challenge that comes his or her way, this is the ultimate gift of life. This exposes what in actual fact is the road 
to your true self. Without that challenge, you never know yourself. There might be all sorts of other experiences that so many people go through and collectively we go through. But the challenge that you are faced with, the challenge that you have to experience, that great difficulty that no one else has, that is the moment. That is the door that opens to who you are. That tells you more about yourself than anything else in life. And it's not necessarily something you can or even at most times should share. But that's the journey of Lech Lecha going into yourself. God doesn't tell Abraham, oh, it's going to be a easy road, Lech Lecha. He says, I will bless you. The end result, as you look backward with retrospect, you will see what you've accomplished. It will be great. But as you go forward, there'll be challenge upon challenge. You will encounter Pharaoh. Your wife will be abducted. Your wife will be held hostage. You will have conflict with Lot. You will be dragged into the great world war of the four and five kings. You will be told that your children and grandchildren will have to go through the horrendous experience of slavery. But every one of those challenges, this is what will make you and your children great. They will be the symbol of God's messengers in this world throughout history until the end of time. And no one else will experience this. No one else will go through those challenges. Only they, because this is Lech Lecha. A journey into self. This is the Jewish experience. This is the Jewish experience that had to be traversed by Avraham first. So we can go through it as well. We have the collective Lech Lecha, The history of the Jewish people. And we have the personal Lech Lecha going through the experience of coming to know ourselves. Coming to understand ourselves. Coming to know what we have to accomplish in this world. This is why, as we open up more and more and more of the lives of the patriarchs, particularly Avraham, who is the first, it's so important to understand the personal message that we have to hear in all of this. It's not a simple, easy road. We wish it were. We wish it was far more easy. We ask God on a daily basis, don't give me challenges. Don't show me difficulties. But when there aren't any challenges and difficulties generally, there is no growth. And this is true in every single area. Emotionally, there has to be challenges. Otherwise, our emotions are stifled and stunted. Intellectually, there has to be challenges. Otherwise, we don't grow mentally. Otherwise, we don't grow intellectually. Physically, there has to be challenges. We have to have the maturity of understanding these are here to make us who we are, to know who we are. And sometimes things don't necessarily work out as we would like them to work out. But that's not the end of the road. The end of the road is yet to come because we have the individual and collective journey that we have to go through. And this is why year after year after year, we read the same story. Not the same story. We read a story that we read last year, but this year 
it comes with additional information. It comes with additional blessing. It's an additional story. More of that soon. This is the Parsha Hashavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. We're talking about Abraham. We're talking about the incredible challenges. We're talking about the ultimate journey. The ultimate journey is not from point A to point B. The ultimate journey is the ongoing journey into self, which kind of never ends. As long as you're conscious of self, as long as you're there, this journey continues. And the only way you're successful at that journey is not by, well, simply sailing along. You have to recognize, welcome those challenges because each one is a doorway. Each one exposes and opens a different dimension of awareness, of recognition of who and what you are. And as we get to the end of the Parsha, Avraham has gone through all these challenges. He's now 99 years old. From the age of 75, now he's 99. One would think God will pat him on the back and say, well done, Avraham. You have undertaken this journey with tremendous dedication and courage. You have shown the world. The world recognizes you. Everybody clamors about the greatness of Abraham. You have done well. How does the Parsha end? Does God pat him on the shoulder? God Does God say, well done, Abraham? Indirectly, yes. But the story reads a little bit differently. First of all, Ishmael is born. And he doesn't have. He doesn't have the greatest nachos from Yishmael. Yitzchak Isaac is yet to be born. It's still a promise. And a promise is again a great challenge. What does Abraham do? What does Hashem tell Abraham to do at the age of 99? To circumcise himself. What is the act of circumcision? The act of circumcision is again a bond, showing a physical bond with the God. It's called the Brit. At the age of 99, a man who has dedicated his entire life to the work of godliness, a person whose entire being was an act of bonding with God. From the time, from the age of three or thirteen, from being a young man, all he did was conviction toward godliness, the one God, master of heaven and earth. At the age of 99, he has to show that he has to have a bond with God, this is the ongoing challenge of a journey into self. Yes, no matter how old, no matter how much you've accomplished, no matter how great, you still have to grow. You still have to search for those challenges because those challenges make you better and greater and stronger. And this is what you have to do. And this is why at the age of 99, he does go through circumcision. He does go through the Brit because he recognizes fully that the journey has not ended. His story hasn't ended. Next week we're going to go through an entire Parsha, again with Abraham, again going through situations that we begin to develop a new admiration for this great man because he stands up to the challenge of being who and what he is. This is the message we have to learn. We don't rest on our laurels. We don't sit back and say, "Ah, we've done well with our lives. We've acquired this. We've amassed that. We've put it all together. Put up my feet. Let me rest. It's time to take it easy. That's not what life is all about. Yes, there are moments that we take it easy. 
there are moments that we have to catch our breath and rest a bit. But that's not what life is all about. Life is the journey. A journey into self. Self is huge. Self is infinite. Self is beyond description. And this is why the land that I will show you, God does not describe the land. God does not define the land. God does not identify the land. The journey is that compelling activity that opens our eyes so that when we see the land, we know this is the land. If we don't go through the journey, we can be sitting on top of the land and we won't know what it is. It's the journey that removes the scales from our eyes. It opens up sight. It brings light into our reality. It makes us see that which must be seen, that which should be seen. This is what the journey does. The challenges of the journey makes us wise, makes us clear, takes away the confusion, takes away the uncertainty. This is what the journey into self is all about. The journey into self is a recognition of what we possess. You know, we underestimate ourselves. We underestimate what, in fact, we possess on so many different levels. We shortchange ourselves. We shortchange ourselves intellectually, emotionally, spiritually, even physically. We shortchange ourselves because we become comfortable with a little bit we become satisfied with a small amount. We become satisfied with a small amount and we don't necessarily strive for more. But the nature of the human being is to strive for more. The nature of the human being is you've accomplished so much, accomplish so much more. This is what Abraham tells us. At the age of 99, at the age of 75, he's accomplished Great things, incredibly great things. Do more. Journey into self. The self possesses infinite dimensions. Our souls, our souls are really beyond any type of definition. Our souls are way beyond any type of description. And the more we allow the influence of our souls into our beings, the more we allow that infinite energy to fill us up to a far greater degree. This is something we always have to remember, the journey into self. The self is not the mind, the self is not the heart, the self is certainly not the body. The self is that spiritual neshama which comes directly from God. The self is that infinite spring of divine energy that feeds us life, and life knows no definition as long as we nurture it properly, as long as we allow it to flow into ourselves. This is the story of Lech Lecha. Avram doesn't become phased by any of the challenges. He grows and he develops. And this is why tomorrow, whether you're in shul or whether you're at home, wherever you are, if you hear the Torah being read or you're sitting at home and reading it yourself, pick up a chumash and look at the story. And don't say, oh, the difficulties that Avram had to endure. Rejoice with him, celebrate with him, because he is celebrating. Rejoice with him because he, in actual fact, is celebrating the challenges of life. And look at yourself and learn 
to celebrate the challenges of life, recognize that these opportunities are incredibly great. They bring you so much blessing. They bring you so much blessing in every sense of the word. And while we sometimes don't see it, as I said before in prospect, we certainly see it in retrospect. It's a great parsha. Lech lecha. Take the journey. Not from point A to point B, but a journey into yourself. The chance.